Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host. Rob. All right, first here at Baseball Isn't Boring. The Baseball Isn't Boring community, the Baseball Isn't Boring family, the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. We have named a Baseball Isn't Boring official magician. Yep. We're the only podcast to name an official magician. Certainly one that's affiliated with the great game of baseball. Tyler Heineman. Tyler Heineman is the guy. Congratulations to Tyler. Tyler Heineman is now in the Boston Red Sox camp. But last year, he was with the Blue Jays. Last year, he was with the Pirates. He has played in 104 Major League games. As he says in the podcast, he's just trying to establish himself from stem to stern in a Major League season as a Major League catcher. He's a good one. Uh, he's also a great guy to have on the podcast, not only because he's an interesting guy in terms of his journey, 32 years old, still finding his way, and hopefully... Like, like the confluence of experience and skill and athletic ability and all of that will lead him to his big chance this year, but also because he is the official magician of the Baseball's and Boring podcast. He is a magician, and not only in terms of framing, catching, throwing guys out, all the things that come with being a big league backstop, but an actual magician. So he put on a show for the Boston Red Sox on Wednesday. And it's something that he's done for numerous teams going way back to the Houston Astros in 2016. He's legit. He's a legit magician. So when you have a legit magician who's also a very good catcher in the great game of baseball, you have him on your podcast. We appreciate Tyler coming on. Rate, review, subscribe, all of that. We're going to keep it coming throughout spring training, throughout the season. We got off to a good start here down here in Florida, and we're not stopping now. But this is a good one today. Tyler Heineman. All right, there's nobody I'd rather have on the podcast right now than Tyler. Tyler, I'm gonna I'm gonna bestow an honor on you. Okay. That I even that you didn't even know I was gonna bestow on you. So baseballs and boring is a very powerful powerful brand. National yeah. podcast. Yeah. 
You are the official magician of baseballs and foreign grand. Is that all right? That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things that you, when you woke up this morning, you did not think they would Definitely happen. didn't think about it, yeah. Uh, well, congratulations on everything. Congratulations on a great career so yeah, far. I and and, um, and the, before we get to, I do, you know, I do want to talk about some sort of evolution of, of I don't know, is, is hobby too demeaning? No, not at all. I mean, uh, I, 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 it is a hobby of mine. I, it's something that I like to do, learn how to do. Starting in 2015, so um, just something that, that interested me. So, uh, hobby, I think, is a great word. And you're good at it too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I enjoy doing it. So I think that we are we get good at things that we enjoy doing, just in anything in life. So uh, when you enjoy doing it, you want to practice it more and get better at it. And uh, it's just something that I like to do and and learned how to do and found joy in it. Most importantly, so how is the baseball going? That's that's what I want to know. I, so we're gonna get into the magician stuff in yeah. a second. But in your place, you've had a really good career, and and you, now you've landed in the Red Sox camp. Um, where, how do you feel as a baseball player? I love this question. It's a cliche question. A year ago, compared to a year ago. I mean, I feel great. Um, I think that I'm at the age right now where my mental capacity and my physical capacity are like meeting. You know, um, so in my prime, I would say. Uh, I think when I'm younger, uh, obviously a little bit more athletic and, and everything, but uh, the mentality and, and just the mental game is not really there. And then as you get older, your skills start to decline, your physical starts to decline, but um, you learn more because you've been around longer and you, and you do a lot of things. So I think I'm at that point like right now mm-hmm. um, at 32 years old where uh, I'm not declining physically yet, uh, luckily, and uh, I think I've learned a lot along the way mentally that they're kind of all clashing and, and, and those two are coming together and and kind of I feel like I'm in a really good spot uh, mentally and physically and you know what that's called it's called a Tom Brady that's what it is <laughs> well I mean you, you're putting the goat don't put me in the same category no, as no, the goat, but, but, but this is like this yeah. is what we talk about right yeah is that if I only knew what I knew and when I had the physical ability and yeah but there's this like confluence of age and wisdom yeah there you go. No, absolutely. I mean, it's. I think it's. I think it's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, I certainly feel it, and you know, just the where I am now, as opposed to where I was last year. I think that my goal is just to stick, try and stick in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been up and down guy for my career. Uh, I've had a couple times where I've I've been up there the whole year, but um, you know, I, I'm trying to find my way onto a big league roster and and there to stay because I have something to offer and. And so that's that's my battle that I'm working through right now, and 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 really trying to hammer home. What's what's been the what was the highlight? What, what's your been your? I mean, besides like obviously debut and everything, but was there a game, a moment, something somebody said? Was there for you? Give me a highlight of your your baseball career. I think for me it might sound selfish, but I don't. I, I mean it in the most non-selfish way possible. Uh, I like. The fact that there are analytics uh, involved in baseball, I think it's really cool to see where you stack up amongst your peers. And for me to have in 2022, I, I was told I had the quickest release in all of baseball. Um, that's that's a good one. And that was just really cool. You know, it's cool to me. I I, I didn't I didn't think about it, and I, I I didn't really think that I was on the same level as like you know JT Real Muto or, or Will Smith or just these guys that are that are dudes yadier molina was still playing then yeah. you know um 
and for me to be the the top guy on that list uh, with those was one. was I mean, really nothing. Don't was really shy cool. away from that. No, yeah, That's I mean, awesome. No, it was, it was really cool. Yeah, um, but like I said, most people that know me, I'm not really one to talk about myself too much. Yeah. I, I'd, re- I'd like to lift other people up. Um, but yeah, I would say something like that. Just just to have the that data it can can give you me a little bit more confidence. Yeah, well, think about know. it. I mean, like, this is, you know, we talk about analytics and everything else, but think about it, that, you know, 10 years ago, we aren't able to to get that. We could say, oh, yeah, I have a nice career, but that's something. And also, by the way, it's something when teams look at you. Like, yeah. That this is, it's, yeah, so anyway. You, yeah, I think that helps. You like talking about yourself, but I'll talk about it. No, you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think that helps, you know, um, with analytics, everything keeps me in the game. Um, as, a, as a catcher, you know, you're judged based off of how you handle a staff, how you frame pitches, how you block, how you throw, um, game management, how you call games, all that more so than you're hitting at first. Um, and I think that all of these analytics and all these numbers, um, you just have you have something to back it up. Uh, if you are if you're good at at, at defense, and uh, I think you just continue to get some opportunities that you probably wouldn't have otherwise gotten as you gotten older. Um, had there not been numbers. All right, here's another cliche question. This is going to morph into the magic stuff. Okay. Um, how is I? So we had Joey Vado on, and he's a big chess player, right? Yeah. I said, okay, you know, how is chess? Chess like baseball. You know, this is one more. You know, the, the one morphs for the other. And then, you know, Joey. Yeah. No, no, really. You know, it's like no, yeah. it's like checkers. You know, yeah, okay. yeah. Magic and baseball. And so when you talk about the learning to like it enjoying it and then getting good at it um there's a discipline to it right yeah absolutely am i thinking too much into like there is maybe some crossover when it comes to the one discipline helping the other discipline uh no not at all i mean i think it's it's the most important thing it just like i we talked about earlier if you like something you're gonna do it so obviously i love baseball i love i love the, all of it, right? Everyone sees just the you on the field, but there's so much more that goes into it. You're in, the, you're here. I mean, I'm here at six in the morning for spring training. I'm, I'm in the hot tub. I'm, I'm warming up my body. I'm, I'm going in the cage, taking some swings, learning some a few things that I, you know, tweaking some things that I want to do. And then we're going defense stuff. And then we have our practice. And then afterwards, you have a lift. And you know, if you don't love it, it it's gonna it's going to feel like a burden um, and you're not going to want to do it and you're not going to want to do the extra stuff that is probably necessary for you to be the best that you can possibly be. Mm. So um, I think it's literally with anything in life. So magic, uh, everyone wants to say, you know, as a catcher, you have quick hands, uh, <laughs> you know, with the cards and, and does that have anything to do with framing pitches? No, absolutely not. It's not nothing to do with that. But um, just how much you want to work at something and, and how you don't want to really settle to be mediocre is uh, it is just transferable in, in all walks of life uh, for me yeah. you know in anything that I want to do I, I, I want to I want to if I enjoy it uh, I want to be really good at it and even if I don't enjoy it but I know that it's good for me I want to be really good at it as well so it's that competitive nature uh, that gets me going. By the way, so I was watching, there was a live BP today, and there was a ball to backstop, and it goes behind the net, and they go, oh, and, and you go back to get it, and you can't get it. And they're like, oh, just put your your, your mitt through the net. Yeah. It's, it's mad. Like, you yeah, must yeah. be, like, you, you're probably like, okay. 
all right, I get, you know, like, yes, the, the yes, it's, it's magic, yes, the, the analogy, no, we're on the baseball field, let's stick to that. Yeah. But you go back to the love of, of magic, so I guess, like, the floor is yours. I mean, just tell me how this came about, how you fell in love with it, because it's not something that you'd say, oh, you know, I want to be. I don't know. Maybe somebody says I want to be a magician. Yeah, you know? no. But I mean, you were—you said it was 2015, so it wasn't yeah. like you were like a 10-year-old kid. You know? No, I was—I uh, was playing in winter ball uh, in the Dominican Republic for Lise. Uh, we had a rain delay, and you know, I, most kids, most people have learned a few magic tricks, uh, just self-working card tricks when they were kids from their uncle, from their dad. Um, that blow people's mind and so I had just one of those kids that learned one of those tricks when I was younger and you know I just had a deck of cards or that people play cards I was like hey does anyone want to see a magic trick and I showed a simple counting trick um, that you can learn uh, (laughs) super easy and uh, the reactions I got were were awesome you know I, I I being a catcher I like to be vocal I like to be somebody that is in the conversation and in the center of attention so this is it this was a vice for me to gain people's attention and speak to them and also just have fun and, and kind of relax um, them and me uh, in an environment that's pretty stressful uh, being a professional athlete yeah. so uh, I got the reactions that I that I thought were really cool and I immediately went home to uh, my hotel room in the Dominican Republic and just looked up on YouTube beginner card magic like beginner card tricks and learned a few moves and, and stuff and, and practice practice showed the guys still got great reactions so the reactions everything kinda, though right uh, like, yeah I mean, yeah. That, I mean like, yeah. that's like keeps you going like oh man I like that people like this yeah because you know uh, there's a lot there's some tricks there are a lot of tricks that are really technically hard to do uh, just in terms of sleight of hand or card manipulation or, or you know hand placement but if it doesn't garner a good reaction it's not really fun to perform and when you like you know it, it's cool to look at on on a video or, or a TikTok or something like that but to perform something for other people and getting them on the edge of their seat and then them having a great reaction at the end, that's that's kind of what it's all about. And that's how I like to do stuff because for me, I don't really have that much time. The, I mean, these professional magicians are, oh, yeah. they're spending five, six, seven, eight hours a day just like I'm doing on the baseball field. They're practicing magic. So um, if you were to put me up against, a, a, let's just say, an Aussie Wind or who's, uh, he's an unbelievable magician, an unbelievable, like, uh, yeah, I would just say card mechanic, uh, creates his own card tricks, creates his own moves. Like I, I don't stack up to him in the slightest. It's it's like it's like uh, somebody being a little leaguer and then comparing to me. It's you know as a as a big <laughs> yeah. leaguer. It's it's not the same. We're not in the same category. But so I got to do stuff that that makes everybody else kind of enjoy the moment and and things like I just like to I like to have some comedy along with the magic well that's the other you have yeah, to be yeah. an entertainer right yeah I mean you don't have to you know there's guys I, Shin, Shin Lim is he won America's Got Talent he's f- unbelievable magician he doesn't talk mm. Penn and Teller uh, yeah. you know uh, Teller doesn't talk you know that like some, that's this, some people's persona and, and that's fantastic and you know that's that's what makes them tick and makes them good and you know for me I just I like to I like to talk and I like to 
add some comedic effect to it and and enjoy it but you might that must been you know that's the other part about it you have to know to do the magic but then you have to present the magic you have to the whatever way you can entertain with the magic and i don't know yeah so you do tiktoks right so i had yeah, yeah. i mean I, I haven't done it in a long time yeah. but i have i have a tiktok but that's you know part of it right that's flexing or, or exercising your magician muscles you know I would, yeah i mean yeah. for sure um I think that that's why, you know, I started in 2015. I really wouldn't think that I was comfortable in front of a crowd uh, until about 2019. And that really just comes to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it comes to basically how many times I performed a trick, how many iterations and or variations I've done. Mm. And I have have kind of a good... Uh, what would you say banter that yeah. goes along with a certain yeah. trick yeah. that you know I have it shows that I have charisma or you know I can I can talk while I'm doing stuff now instead of focusing on what I'm doing with my hands and being choppy with with uh, how I talk you know like now everything flows together and it's more fun so it's more fun for me and then it's obviously more engaging for the audience well, what's was what the first time that a team asked you to do in front of a team because that's you know, it's it's one thing to do in front of a couple guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we so go. So, I, I, in in 2016 spring training, I was with the Astros, uh, and AJ Hinch was the manager. And you know, just like most teams do, he uh, they bring you in. How was your off season? You know, what'd you do? What'd, what'd you learn? All that stuff. And uh, you know, one of the things I just said, I, I learned how to do magic, and he said, "All right." And so he just called me up uh, in front of the whole team in one of those meetings one time in 2016. Was not prepared for it. Uh, and he's like, you said you were, you learned how to do magic. Here, here's, here's <laughs> dude, it. I've never dude, done it in front of anybody some, that yeah. was, that was, you know, uh, uh, let alone a whole thing. So I, I messed up a few times and it was, it was fun. Everyone loved it, but you know. So it, every team you go to now is, do you have to do that? I mean, a lot of, I've, since I've played on 11 teams, I think that, you know, I know at least three, four, five or six guys that I've either played with or played against that have heard about the magic. Uh, so I'll get to a team and they'll be like, when are you going to show a magic show? And then it'll somehow get to the manager. Alex Cora was the bench coach with the Astros in 2017 uh, when I got traded to the Brewers. So he knew and he had come up to me and was like, hey, do you want to do this? I said, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. And so uh, he wanted me to do it. How'd the latest one go? So this is the one you did yeah, today. Yeah, Yeah, it was. I mean, it was great. How Um, would you grade it? If you're going to power rank your... uh, I mean, <clears throat> it was, it was, it was good. It was, it was, it was solid. solid. Yeah, it was solid. You know, I, I, I was nervous beforehand. Um, Were you? Yeah, You've absolutely. Been doing it like. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Guys, it's it's new just, guys, I mean, right? I get yeah. nervous before I play yeah. baseball, a, a, a major league baseball game, or even a minor league baseball yeah. game. It's just, uh, I don't think nerves are. I, I have anxiety, so I, I don't think nerves are are something to shy away from. Uh, I think that it just means you care about something. So uh, I just you try and use it to your advantage in, in certain scenarios and, and play off of it. And I think that I think that you can kind of reverse engineer it to where, you know, it can work for you instead of working against you. No, I you. agree with that. Yeah. So what was the go-to? What, how many – so something like you did today. Yeah. Um, how, how many tricks do you do? I mean, do you have? Do you basically say, okay, how much do you, preparation do you have to do? Do you have an idea? I've done this before. I know how much time is before. Yeah. Is there, yeah. So, how many tricks do you do? Yeah. So today I did three tricks. Okay. Um, AC uh, Cora gave me 
about 15 minutes or so so i know that i can do you know one trick in for five minutes or so mm. um certain tricks that i like to do with crowds that are it it just depends um crowds that are completely in front of you where you have angle uh, you have angles in which you can present certain things. No one's behind you. You can do certain tricks that no one's going to see. You're not going to flash anything. Uh, in a setting like it was today where everyone's completely around you, you have to do stuff that's kind of angle-proof, which basically means that unless someone's sitting directly below you hmm. and looking straight up at the deck of cards, like nobody will know what sleight of hand move you've done. So there are things that, that actual magicians do, and, and so in certain scenarios, they will only do angle proof card tricks whereas on stage magic for most of the time um it doesn't really matter if uh there's something behind you there's they know that there's a camera looking down from the top so it projects onto a screen and then also uh people are looking from the front or just in front if they're if they're sitting at the stage mm. but they're not behind you so you can maneuver your body in the way that what, you what, need to do what were the ones that you did um i mean I mean, I mean, uh, like if you uh, if you could say basically it was um, uh, like a card a card to wallet type uh, okay. trick, but a variation of it that I like to do a, a anniversary waltz type trick. Again, a variation I like to do. People that are magicians will know what these tricks are. And then um, I did a uh, Chicago opener, which is basically it's a, it's a certain trick. Again, people if you look up on We're YouTube, Google it. Yeah, 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 Chicago yeah. opener is it. Uh, I have no idea who did it, but it's definitely not my own trick. I, I did a, my own variation of it, but yeah, I, I, I opened with that, and 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 yeah, that's what, so I did three what things. Is, what is what's your what's your the trick that you're most proud that you've ever done? Because <sighs> I would imagine um, you know, it's like Houdini, you know, like I I, I got myself out of shackles in, in the river. That's a terrible example, but yeah, I, I honestly. <laughs> There's a trick that is called re-swindle. Um, again, I'm gonna. I don't know who. It's not my trick. Yeah. Um, but it's very technically hard, um, and uh, just with the the amount of moves that you have to do, the amount of slights uh, they're called that you have to practice and know how to do within this trick, and being able to do it and perform that in front of uh, people. Mm. Which you know, I did that. I performed in front of Magic Castle, um, in front of uh, uh, judges and stuff. And oh, really? Okay. I thought it, I thought it was very cool. These are magicians yeah. um, that are judging you, and I thought it was really cool, and felt proud that I was able to to learn how to do that and be able to do it under extreme pressure. Which is you know, performing for other magicians, they know what you're doing, <laughs> yeah. so they're looking more for technicality as opposed to uh, you know if anyone's ever seen Penn and Teller fool us like they know how most of the stuff is done and sometimes you get them on technicality sometimes you invent something that they haven't learned how to do yet in my case I have not invented anything Uh, everyone knows how to do not everybody a lot of people know how to do this and it's just a matter of performing it Mm -hmm. and not flashing or or performing it well and being able to do that was was really satisfying the the last thing um, is we we talked to Taylor Hearn who was in Rodeo Right. Okay. He said, "I want to do rodeo, like after I retire." Yeah. Is this? I mean, I, is this something where? Because I would imagine if if you you're doing it, it's fun, it's a hobby. You're doing it like as a hobby. Yeah. But if you dug in on it, hey, I can I can maybe do this a lot more if I want. I mean, is that something that ultimately later in life that he's like, I want to dig in on this and perhaps be a performer? I thought about it. Yeah. Um, 
I would say probably not. Um, just because I, I want to do, you know, I, I sports psychology, like I said, uh, mental health uh, and anxiety are, are a big part of my life. So I think I would want to do something more along the lines of sports psychology. I really had an interest in that in college and growing up. And uh, I was a psychology major in college and was pr- going to pursue that had I not gotten drafted. So I, I think I'm still into that and even more so now that I've, you know, played baseball for mm-hmm. a long time and gotten to the big leagues and, you know, just all that comes with it from a from a mentality standpoint and, and the anxiousness that you feel mm-hmm. on a daily basis on, on how to navigate, you know, certain situations. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.